You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everyone. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is once again back in business. So I'm joined by my faithful co-host, like always. We got Shevin Nooney, Phil Porkman Simmons, and Nate Christian all in the house. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? We're doing great. After hearing the music, man, I feel like it's Ooh. been a while since I've heard that. So, you know, I, I've gotten a little jazzed on that. I'm not going to lie, Mike. That was nice. Yeah, pump yeah. me up. We're doing a little bit different, you know, um, the way we mix things, the way we do things here. So um, just trying to keep it always fresh and invigorated here at the Dynasty Rewind. You know, I understand that you listen to a podcast for so long, you get kind of stale, same couple guys every week. I get it. So we just try to mix mix things up a little bit, uh, some shorter podcasts. If you like the shorter podcasts, feel free to reach out at Dynasty Rewind on Twitter. Let us know what you think. Um, just so you know, the, the Twitter account's not super active. So if it takes us a little bit to get back to you, we're not ignoring you. It just takes time. Um, but reach out. You like it. You don't like it. Let us know. We we're, we love to hear from people. You could drop a comment on YouTube. And uh, I think most importantly, we would love to see all of our Dynasty Rewind fans at the Fantasy Football Expo, which will be Ooh. August 14th in Canton, Ohio. Um, so, hey, you finally have reason to go to Ohio. But we're going to have some really good <laughs> stuff there. Um, if you are a... Patron of ours, you get a Dynasty Rewind Patreon sticker. If you are a regular listener, we still love you. I got some die cut stickers here, and I don't have one in front of me right now, but um, we got, I got some of the, the wristbands too. You know, the rubber wristbands, Dynasty Rewind oh, yeah. on it. A man, Anthony, he was able to kind of take our logo apart a little bit. So just the triangle is on there. And it says Dynasty Rewind, just the triangle without the rest of the logo on it. So it's pretty cool. Um, he did a good job with that because I don't know how to do that stuff. <laughs> so, but hey, we're back. I really hope you enjoyed last week's episodes. It was me, Nate, and Alfred. We were talking about the 2023 rookie class coming in. So hope you learned a lot from that. Hope you checked out our friends over at Campus Canton. But most importantly, we hope you sign up for our Patreon. Wanted to just plug that again. Um, really great community. Discord chat, bonus podcasts, all sorts of good stuff. But until then... Let's talk about tonight's topic, and that is breakout running backs. So running back is probably one of those positions that – well, I know Nate hates the running back position. Or was that just in this last class? No, you know, in this last class, I didn't like it really past Brees Hall. Um, you know, I kind of like Kenneth Walker, but, you know, there's a huge tear gap for me. But this offseason, I've just started to really hate running backs overall. I would like to play in a, a non-running back league. We just don't even roster running backs, don't even start running backs. I'm so tired of running backs. Just give me like eight wide receivers, four tight ends. Don't even need quarterbacks. Just give me wide receivers and tight ends. Okay. I don't know what that type of league would be. Interesting. It's one way. I wonder if Debo would be interested in playing tight ends. I mean, that could be a league where he just really excels. Oh, it could happen. Hey. Speaking of wide receivers and tight ends and them crossing over, you know, we have seen some um, 
you know, players excel when moving over back and forth. You know, Arcega Whiteside. Uh, Looking good in camp, Jordan by the way, Matthews. from all reports I'm hearing. Jordan Matthews, you know, those guys. Just wanted to let you guys all know that some, you know, some breaking news coming out recently. Uh, Jacob Harris is now listed as a wide receiver and is being looked at by the Rams as a wide receiver. So, you know, really? that deep, deep stash you have in your league, you're thinking, oh, this guy's going to be a great tight end because he's athletic. He's just a wide receiver now, so he lost a little bit of dynasty value that he had. Can I just say one thing? If he's switching from tight end to wide receiver for the Rams, that just tells me that Bryson Hopkins is better. Oh, my I think Felipe Frank Hopkins. switched to tight end too, unless unless that <laughs> happened before. So he, he caught a touchdown the other day in, pre, in, uh, in camp. So I mean, good job, Felipe. You know, by the way, boy. people people get really way too over obsessed with these camp numbers like what quarterbacks are doing like if jalen hurts has a bad day everyone's like oh mike was right and then if he has a good day oh mike was wrong it's like look they're working on stuff i'd rather have right. if jalen hurts throws a thousand interceptions in preseason but then looks really good in the regular season like my favorite team gets better like i understand just don't overreact to training camp stuff everybody Please. i mean act accordingly can we can we trust anyone on fantasy twitter to act accordingly let's no. Let's be real. No. Coaches are telling no. their players to throw deep balls. I saw Dabbles telling Daniel Jones and all them, hey, throw it deep. I want to see what the cornerback's doing. So people are going to yeah. react to like, oh, he's throwing too many interceptions. Well, sometimes, you know, it's really not him throwing the football. It's just his coach telling him to. So. Yeah. However, if Jalen Rager gets out muscled, make sure you add him on Twitter because that dude is a head case. <laughs> oh, boy. Yo, I want to see Porkman fight Jalen Rager. That's what I want to see. But until then, uh, I'll, I'll I'll actually fight him too. All right, all right. Let's 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 call Ray and we'll get it hooked up. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> we go. Expo's two weeks away. What? I mean, here we go. Start selling tickets, baby. Yeah, throwing it. Oh, by the way, if you do go to the expo and a homeless person asks you for money, um, they're gonna try to hit you up for more than whatever you give them. Just a yeah. Yeah. Then they, someone oh. asked for French fries too. Chef, no. Yeah, we could have threw a French fry in this, this, this big old lady's <laughs> mouth. She was snoozing and cruising there, man. So good times. All right, let's talk about some breakout running backs. And Nate, we're actually gonna start with you. And because you love running backs so much, I was the one that assigned you two running backs for this Thank segment. You. I, I really hate it. <laughs> I want to let you know that when I was typing up the show sheet, I was smiling, putting your name on there twice. Hmm. So let's start with you. Who is your first breakout running back of the 2022 season and why? Yes. Uh, basically, my only breakout running back for the 2022 season, like oh, one of the only running backs I actually care about or like, and that is uh, J.K. Dobbins. Um, I've been talking about him a lot. You know, I think the Ravens are, you know, looking to really run the ball again. They're trying to get back to that 2019 offensive form where they're going to have three tight ends on the field. They're going to have a fullback. They're going to have a you know, running back back there with Lamar, and they're going to be making things happen on the ground. So J.K. Dobbins is – he is the number one running back there, and he's coming off the injury, but so far all the reports at camp have been that he is looking really good, really sharp, looks explosive. I mean, some of the videos that have come out with him catching passes at the backfield, he looks really good getting up the field. So I don't think there's any concerns about him missing any of the season. They're just taking it really careful because they know he's ready to go, you know, the running back position, he knows how to play running back. They don't have to, and they're not doing anything different with their offense. So they don't need to teach him anything new. They just need to get him healthy. So I have no worries about his health, but I do have worries about the health of Gus Edwards, who 
John Harbaugh has already said is questionable for week one and apparently is, you know, a good bit behind J.K. Dobbins in the ACL uh, rehab. Mm-hmm. So if Gus Edwards is not there for the first couple weeks of the season, we're going to see J.K. Dobbins really take off to start off the season. So J.K. Dobbins, my breakout for this year, um, you know, the one season he played his rookie year, he had 805 yards, nine touchdowns for a six yards per carry average. Um, this is a guy that just boasts efficiency, and we're going to see it this year at full health with full opportunity. All right, so Nate's going with J.K. Dobbins. I love it, and I was actually surprised to see you put J.K. Dobbins on there. Actually, I almost typed <laughs> J.K. Dobbins out for you, but um, <laughs> Philip, who is your breakout running back? Yeah, this one was tough because, you know, trying to find breakout running backs, you kind of have to look at different uh, different players, mm-hmm. uh, mostly handcuffs, because most of the guys that are starting pretty much already broke out. Uh, but for me, I went with Ramondre Stevenson. Um, I'm starting to hear a lot of good news from him in camp. Um, he actually slimmed down um, to a, you know, to a more manageable weight. So it's like he can, you know, take on a lot of the carries for New England. And we all know Bill Belichick's like the uh, ground and pound. Um, he's not going to give all of those carries to a Damian Harris. And I think the biggest thing for me that is making him a breakout is that uh, we're getting this news that James White has been out um, for practice. He's probably going to start the season on the pup. Um, and they say it's a noticeable limp. He's walking on the sideline, you know, trying to get acclimated, but it doesn't seem like he's going to start the season. So there's a lot of reports saying that Ramondre is going to be taking down that third down work. And if you're getting James White third down work, you're going to catch the ball. Um, a, a lot of catches um, out of the backfield. Um, Cause uh, me personally, I don't think they really address the wide receiver position um, at that point. Um, somebody that's, you know, that's going to take the, take take the a lot of the targets um from that wide receiver position. So I think Ramondre is going to take a lot of those uh take those targets um out of the backfield and and excel at it. Now I, I know at one point um uh, Ramondre did have some issues with uh pass pro last year and I think he had two missed assignments and Bill Belichick just took him out and put um his regular I think it was Brandon Bolden. That's when he started doing some wild stuff and scored touchdowns out of nowhere all over again. Um but I think that I think that Ramondre is gonna um got another season under his belt, um, learning pass pro. And we see that he can catch the ball. Like I said, um we saw some some clips in the offseason saying that he looks explosive more explosive than he did last year. And you know he has that power, so you got some. He's getting slim, getting slim, thick running back out back. I, I like it, so I, I think he can give you some standalone um, RB two value for this season, and I, I think he's going to excel at it immensely. I know me and Mike liked him coming out because mm-hmm. um, because of the power and his footwork for being a big guy. So if he can slim down and keep that footwork and give that power, I I, I see I see an RB two on our hands and. uh they probably won't have to pay Damien when his contract is up. They can just slide Ramondre right in there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't hate that at all. Yeah, I think it's good. And when I, I was kind of surprised when I saw him getting first team reps, but you know, everything you said, you know, it does make sense. So um all right, we're gonna move on to myself next and a breakout guy, a guy that I've been probably a little bit lower on, um, that I think most of the fantasy community as a whole or consensus speaking is Travis Etienne, but Right now, he has everything going for him. By all accounts, today is August 2nd. Um, James Robinson 
still is not participating in camp. I believe that is correct. As last I checked, you guys can verify that for me. Yep. Mm-hmm. Pork, you are muted, good sir. So you're just flapping <laughs> your gums over there. Sorry, they said that he hasn't uh, practiced yet, but he is. Uh, he's. They say he's very close. But I know okay. Snoop Connor is getting a lot of uh, touches there as well. Right. Uh, so Travis Etienne. All purposes, looking good in camp. Everything that I'm hearing, he's looking explosive. He was an explosive player. Uh, Stoop Connor getting a lot of work, but still a rookie. So, you know, and James Robinson still on the shelf. I know Raquel Armstead is there, and I'm sure they have some other camp bodies too. I'm just not going to go on our lads to look it up right now. I don't want to bore you guys. Um, it's still a fluid situation. You know, Doug Peterson's offense did rotate backs a lot. Uh, but I think he's going to fit well into that system. He can catch the ball better than he thinks that he can. He showed he could do that in his senior year at Clemson. And, you know, but to get a guy like this, like, look, you're still paying up. But I st- think right now his value is as low as it's going to be. Mm-hmm. It took a dip when he got hurt last year. And if he has a decent season, even you're, you're going to really have to pay up for this dude next year. So get him now while you can think there's a breakout coming and yeah the i think the jacksonville jaguars are going to be on the up and up to be honest mm-hmm. with you doug peterson's going to make them a competent football team not going to say that they're going to win super bowl or anything like that although stranger things have happened um <laughs> but they're going to be a competent well-run team with doug peterson there for the jaguars fans sake all three of them i hope so so chev <laughs> let's go to you and i can tell when bob edits this he is going to be all smiles Who's your breakout running candidate for this season? Yeah, this is a guy who maybe has caught a lot of heat on this podcast in the past, but I think A.J. Dillon is a guy that is going to see regression in TDs this year. I think he's going to get a lot of good opportunities in the red zone, and he's going to get a lot of opportunities when they're up in games as well. The division isn't that great. I can see the Green Bay Packers being a team that drafted two stud defensive players to start out maybe kind of putting in a mold like the San Francisco 49ers where, you know, maybe they got Aaron Rodgers, maybe not throwing the ball a ton and just trying to run it down people's throats and be that overpowering team that really just uses their running backs well together. And we all know that can be very frustrating, but I think that is going to give A.J. Dillon more attempts. It's going to give him more opportunities uh, to catch passes out of the backfield as well. And I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be a quarterback that we can all count on, like always. And that only helps the running backs in this situation. Now, the wide receivers are a little bit more sketchy, and that's why I kind of assume that they're going to kind of go to this run, power run offense, where they're just going to try to run down your throat and let their defensive defensive team do the best that they can and stop the, the other team's offense and just – drive the ball down that throw every single freaking time they're on the field. So A.J. Dillon is a guy that has the quads. I, I He just seems to be a guy that I have to root for because he loves fantasy football. He's riding on bikes, giving kids high fives. He just seems to be a fan favorite there. And as a Bears fan, I hate to really root for a guy like that, but it just seems like A.J. Dillon is in for a bigger year to come this season, and that's why I picked him today. All right. Um also, I do want to make a mention too, Chev. You brought up the San Francisco 49ers uh, situation. You're just kind of making a parallel there to with what you think is going to happen in Green Bay. I don't disagree. I do just want to say that everyone's asking a lot of questions about Elijah Mitchell. From what I've heard and seen from some beat reporters, Elijah Mitchell has been taking like 90% of the carries in 49ers camp. So 
do with that information what you will. Not saying he's a breakout candidate for the season. I, I was thinking about him, but I kind of feel like he already sort of broke out last year, which is why I didn't put him on this list. Um, but just wanted to float that information out there for you. So, you know, for me, I'm still holding Elijah Mitchell if I have him. I don't know if you could really acquire him cheaply, but wanted to just let you guys know that. And Nate, since I know you love talking RVs so much, why don't you wrap up this segment for us? And who is your second breakout running back? Yeah, break, breakout running back for me. Um, I'm actually looking at a rookie breakout. Um, Rashad White for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is a guy who I liked a lot coming out of uh, Arizona State. He has good size. He's a good inside runner. But where he really excels is in the receiving game out of the backfield, catching mm-hmm. passes. He dominated junior college, came up to Arizona State, and just took over the backfield this year. And he's got that great mix of being able to run the ball, also being able to catch the ball. He really does kind of seem like a guy who could actually handle a workload, um, like a full workload. But he's obviously not going to get that behind Leonard Fournette this year. Mm-hmm. But I think he's going to be used enough because, hey, Uncle Lenny ain't the youngest guy anymore. We know his conditioning ain't the best. So I think Rashad White is actually going to get a lot of snaps, especially on receiving downs. And also getting some carries in the goal line and on first and second downs. I'm thinking he's going to get enough carries and enough volume this year to be relevant with the pass catching upside. This is a guy I'm going to take a chance on at the end of the first round of my rookie drafts, early second. I know most people have done the rookie drafts, but, you know, that's kind of his value for me. So if you're still looking to trade around and acquire some rookies this offseason, you know, I, I he's my RB3 in this class. Okay, perfect. I, I don't hate it. I think you're right. You know, one thing that I think we could say is you said you think that he can handle a full workload. I do agree with that. I think a lot of times NFL teams, they don't draft necessarily, depending on their system, a sexy player, a guy that could just come in and do everything they need you to do, get four to five yards per carry, block well, and won't wear down. And to me, that that's a guy like Rashad White. To be honest with you. And that's what the oh. NFL is trying to go to. I feel like these guys, these running backs, they don't want to maybe carry the whole load. They're fine, I feel like, with being in a combo back with another player. I mean, I feel like that keeps them healthy. It keeps them fresh for the, the whole regular season as we've added a game. I mean, that, that wears on you as a running back. They get paid for yep. not what they do, man. I mean, they get paid way less than what they probably should for what they take on in the NFL. And I feel like some of them are starting to realize, you know, the more available I am, the better it is for me. And if that means me missing some reps, so be. And I think coaches have kind of been seeing that before they did, but it's just kind of where the NFL is going. And I don't think it's bad for these players. I think it hurts them fantasy wise, but we're not going to hopefully see as many running back injuries. Hopefully. I got a question for you guys. Chef brought up a great point that these guys, you know, are realizing that, you know, maybe less opportunities, less touches is better for their career. You know, they can get more contracts, get more money. Mm-hmm. Um, how long, or do you think it's even possible that, you know, at some point, one of these running backs in their contract actually sets a touch limit for the season? They say, mm-hmm. you can have me, but you only get 250 touches out of me a year. You can't go above that or, you know, you got to pay me this much, let's say, because they're looking at their health. You know, it sounds crazy when you first say it, but then you're like, you know what? Like when you look at contracts, things like that happen all the time in other kind of businesses. Like you only get this much volume. Hey, it's only a matter of time until a running back does that. 
Yeah, I mean, we yeah. saw with Debo. I mean, if he gets this certain amount of rushes, then I want this amount of money when I hit that. I mean, it's definitely mm-hmm. possible. Well, I don't know exactly. what that looks like if they're even able to do that as running backs. I don't know if that happens, but I mean, I, I would not be shocked if we see it. If it's We've always heard of incentives, but mm-hmm. like now players are starting to get a bit more power in negotiations. They can create their own incentives or, you know, mm-hmm. on the other hand, their own limitations. Yeah. But as we can, as we saw, you can. As we saw, you could put almost anything to a contract and yeah. people will sign it. So I think that's actually a really good idea. But I think that's going to get to a point where the coach is going to – that's when the coach is going to be stuck. Like, okay, do I want to win or do I want to pay this guy extra money? And yeah. that, that's the part that they're going to have to figure out. Yeah. You know, Chev, you're talking about how these guys get paid. It's just funny. It's like – Running backs don't get paid for what they're doing now. They get paid for what they did and what their ceiling can be. And mm-hmm. because of injuries and age and stuff like that. And it's one of those things too. It's like where if you have a really good running back, just like if you have a really good tight end, you're set. So as the fantasy community is a time that we adjust our practices and make, you know, a standard league be start one running back, you know, or do we do more premiums for a running back? It's just something to think about just with the way the league is moving towards, you know, I feel like the fantasy community as a whole always tries to project what we want onto the NFL when we need to realize that we can't project what we want onto the national football league. Mm -hmm. We have to adapt to what they're doing. So I think it's a question that at some point is going to have to be considered because the day of the bell cow just really seems to be gone. Yeah. Really it makes it harder in drafts. So, I mean, it does. when we're doing rookie draft or like mock drafts, I mean, you get to the third round and I'm like, gosh, do no, I man. really want to take this dude? He's like 25 years old. I don't really know. Like, it's still no, not old, but he's not young. They're right. still good backs, but it just gets no, a little murkier like than it used to. Be like Nate and just pass on him and just just get somebody him. later. Just get yeah. a bomb receiver <laughs> until, <laughs> until you got to draft so you do, man. back in the 12th round. Yep. There you go. It's, a, it's a good point, though, because I think the running back position is becoming a bit more like the tight end position where you have that really good top tier and it's just like a whole mid tier. Yeah. I'm just It doesn't really matter who is RB 10 through 30. So Nate's new strategy is zero RB, period. <laughs> Across the board, it's, zero. It's, it's the tight end strategy. If you can't get one of the top five, six guys, then just wait. Just wait forever. Starting to go that way. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode. I really appreciate everyone coming and hanging out with us. Um, but before we head out, I just want to take a minute and say, make sure you check out Underdog Fantasy. Uh, if you deposit a hundred, they're going to match one hundred percent your deposit. So up to a hundred dollars. Make sure you also check out our friends over at SeatGeek. Use the code Dinosaur Rewind for $20 off your first purchase. So for Nate, Pork, and Chev, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Till next time, everyone, be kind. Please rewind. Thanks for listening, everyone.